0: Hi, this is Donna Otto and Modern Homemakers. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so glad you came. If you are a steady listener, thank you so much, as always, for joining us. Let us know what we can do to meet your specific needs, emailing, etc. I love this project that the Lord has given me and being able to communicate with you. I always feel like you're right there somewhere close by. And I've noticed lately that there are more things to talk about in the ministry and classes and opportunities. And so I want to honor the fact that you came for a podcast and not announcements. and for those of you who have been hanging around for a long time, you know most of this stuff, so I'm going to do it at the end of the show from now on. So get in the habit if you're looking for an announcement. It will be at the end. So before we end our time together this year uh, and refresh ourselves for the fall. I want to do one more eclectic show because three things happened that I just, all I could think about was how can I tell our listeners about this? And we're closing down in the year and I might not be able to. And so I rearranged the schedule so we could get this in. Two of them are movies Two of them are movies and the other one is an article that I read that was so inspiring and um, I, so I wanted to tell you that I thought you could be an individual just like the man I'm going to describe. So the movies are first. The first movie I want to recommend to you is called RBG and there might be in teeny tiny print Notorious R. BG. And RBG stands for Ruth Bader, B-A-D-E-R, Ginsburg. And if that's a familiar name to you, you may already say, where would Otto be going with this? Because you know that she is a female, the second woman appointed to the Supreme Court, and that her position on the court has always been on the far liberal side. Occasionally she moves a little in towards center, but certainly never on the conservative side. So why would I be recommending a movie about her life? Well, I wanted to acknowledge that when you see this movie, you will not like some of the things she represented. You will not like the dissenting decisions that she made but I think those items will be so overwhelmingly covered by who she was and how she did her life and the impact of one small woman and her mother's influence. So she was born into a Jewish home. She's 85 years old. As I said, the second woman to join the ranks of men on the Supreme Court after decades and decades of only men and uh, she's a tiny little thing maybe five foot three inches tall married and has two children. And as I watched this movie unfold I was so inspired by two specific things. And the first one was that she had a mother who said to her often and always that she should never speak out of anger and she should always act like a lady, and my smile just went from ear to ear because I thought that is such a Christi- Christocentric belief system, and they were a part of the Judaic belief system certainly, and they would have been God's principles from Old Covenant, but here's with this woman who is, no doubt, in most people's minds categorized as a liber a feminist, a woman who stood up for women's issues. And she certainly did. She stood for the liberal side of women's issues. But how she did it were three things that I found that were very conservative. The two of them that I just mentioned to you that were her mother's insistence to her. One, never speak out of anger. Shall I stop right there and let you pause and say to yourself, how many times have you spoken out of anger and what did it benefit you? And in the end of her life, she's, and the film is really a documentary, but in the best form of a documentary because it has many, many clips and of course she's still alive and it's not one of those boring sort of set up documentaries. She's lived her life with that motto, and it has served her well. The second was, act like a lady. And I thought, I wonder what a lady looks like to a woman who would be considered a liber. And then you see these portrayals of her. She was a committed wife. Um, she married a man who was perhaps her equal in intelligence and but both of them went to Harvard Law School. She finished law school first, she then worked and supported him in ways that he could finish law school and he turns out to be a tax attorney with a personality. My husband is a retired tax attorney, and he says there aren't too many of those around. My husband is one of them, of course. And not only that, then had two children who she was devoted to, and the film indicates they were devoted to her. So being a lady to her was being a married woman, supporting her husband, bearing children, and raising those children, not being angry, Does that sound like everything I've ever taught you? Everything I've ever suggested that you behave toward other human beings about? Having a supportive husband is an incredible gift. A man who looks to you as an equal and says, what has God called you to do? That's an incredible gift. But I also think it's a gift that many men would like to give women, but women don't know how to receive it. And I saw in this film a lady like non-angry pro-woman woman who understood what it meant to receive someone's full support and he gave it to her there were charming pieces of he would call her to remind her to eat because she worked and worked and worked and loved working so much and did such a powerful load of working she would forget to eat to the smallest detail, he supported her in what he felt she had been called to do. So don't miss R-B-G and get a good laugh over the rappers and how they've made fun of her on Saturday Night Live. The second movie, which was a very powerful movie, and it's Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And it is also a documentary. I think they call them docudramas now. But It describes, and with again live cuts, and he's been dead since 2003, and when I left the theater I felt this sense of giving God thanks for another act of re-parenting me. Have you heard me talk about that? How many times I see God sending someone, something, a podcast, a book, an individual, who takes this 72-year-old woman and re-parents me. My parents were not perfect, and my parents perhaps had more flaws than the average parents, but there are no perfect parents except our Heavenly Father. And when we submit ourselves to Him and say, here I am, take me for my entire life, take me, Then I think he is in the business of reparenting us and in the most unusual ways. And when you watch this film about Fred Rogers, who was an ordained Presbyterian minister and who stood as the champion, and as you watch the film, tick off the things that you agreed with him about about kindness and gentleness and pace and order and calm and how he did shows on the most important issues Uh, they showed the one particularly and and I'll leave it at this was um, a small little swimming pool you know the kind you blow up inflatable swimming pool you put your feet in maybe you put a six-month-old to sit in it that's all and you see Mr. Rogers and he's got a hose and he's got his feet in the pool and his pants rolled up and then you see a regular character on the show come in, who's a black man, and he says, it's a hot day, and they say it's a hot day, and Mr. Rogers says, would you like to come and share my cool pool for your feet? And he says yes, and the officer takes off. He's a, He plays the officer on the show, and I can't say the man's name right now, it's his acting name, and so he takes off his shoes. And there you see on the screen a pair of white feet and a pair of black feet in a pool. And in the 60s and early 70s, when there were riots because black individuals got in public pools and they threw chemicals into the pools to try to get black people out of the pool. And here was this soft, mild-mannered man saying to children, won't you be my neighbor? You are my neighbor. Come and put your feet in my pool. It doesn't matter what color your feet are. And you'll see item after item. So watch for it, look for it. Don't miss it. It may not stay in your theaters very long. I saw many personal influences in my own life, inspirations, reminders of why I do what I do. But more than that, I felt God reparenting me personally. So don't miss those two films. The last thing I want to say is... I read this very long article about a man. His name is Nick. That's all I'm going to say about him. And Nick was a single man, never been married, lives in Phoenix. And one day he was walking down the street and saw a young boy who he felt was homeless. And he stopped and he said, is there anything I can do for you? And the young boy didn't believe that he was bonafide and certified and real. And so he was very shy with them. But but Nick was determined. And he said, well, if there's something I can do, let me know. And I think he went and bought him some food. And he brought back the food. And they engaged in a conversation. And the next time Nick went by there, the boy lit up. And Nick said to him, it's awfully hot. Would you like to just come by and take a rest in the, in the cool house? And the kid was dubious, but he said yes. Nick nicknamed him... Bug, Bug, and Bug began to develop this relationship with a 34-year-old single man who cared for him, who felt in his heart that this was a job given to him. Can you imagine? It doesn't say anywhere in this article about his faith, but I have to believe in my own heart and my own faith that some voice said to him, do this some inner voice that uh, allowed him to do the right thing to help someone. It turned out that the young boy's parents were gone, were not interested in him, and they began journeying together. Bug moved in with Nick. He enrolled him in school. He bought him clothes. There was no way to find anything about him. And finally, something registered in the school system that registered in the state system that found that he was a boy with no parents and a ward of the state, and they were about to take him away from Nick and give him to another family. And Nick said, no, this is my family, and this is what I'm called to do. It was a big decision, and it took two and a half years, but Nick followed through with the court system an adopted bug. And Father's Day this year, they celebrated their first Father's Day together. I don't know what the end of their life is going to be like, but I read that article with wonder and encouragement. Don't let the voices of God, the ones that are telling you to do the strange thing, the hard thing, the something that's out of your territory, My grandchildren and I talk regularly about what do we do when someone's on the corner and homeless? They've got a sign. My grandson, who's quite uh, vocal, said, Nana, it's the same man and he's had three different signs. It's a scam. And I say, well, even if it's a scam, what is God telling you to do? Well, they don't like that question. Because that puts the onerous back on what they're supposed to do, not on what the man on the street is doing. And that's what Nick did. He walked by a young boy. He didn't know if this was a pothead, a, a scam artist. He just felt inclined. And in the end, it turned out that this young boy needed him more than life. So do what God calls you to do. Always remember that his voice is the best and strongest voice, no matter how odd it seems to your lifestyle. Remember the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day of being inspired by stories and movies and books given to us in our 21st century. Well, I told you we're going to have announcements toward the end of the broadcast. So if you're done and don't need to know anything else, I'll read there, Che. It was nice to be with you, but if you are interested in some things that are coming up on September twenty-first, listen for the promo and go to the website and see. We're going to have the first ever live call-in, call-in, and talk to me personally. I will love that. I don't know about you, but I will love hearing your voices. And if you live in a foreign country, there's no charge to you, whatever. Just call the number. The ministry has given a credit, and we'll pay for the cost of the call, and we'll be delighted to talk talk to you. So that's the soonest and newest. We are ending the season um, with one more show about lessifying in a couple of days, and we'll begin again in the first part of September with our weekly three podcast. In the early part of the fall, you can begin to look for Home for Christmas. And I want to recommend to you that you plan a Saturday morning with a few of your friends, and you purchase this class which takes about three hours and is full of beautiful presentations and setups and ideas for Christmas. And you will be blessed by that information in preparing your heart for Christmas, preparing your heart in the season of fall, in early November, so that when the season of Advent and the month of December rolls around, you will be done with the practical things and prepared to do the kinds of things that will actually celebrate his birth. So we're glad you're joining us. We're Modern Homemakers, and look to our website for additional information.